Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 178. Uh, we are continuing in our reading of uh, the book I've uh, written, Understanding Biblical End Times. Uh, this is part nine and should conclude uh, the last portion of our book. We will picking up on question number five in the frequently asked questions of page number 93. We'll start now. Question number five. Is the mark of the beast an actual mark? In Revelation 13, John sees two beasts. The first beast rises out of the sea, and the second beast rises out of the earth. Remember that the book of Revelation is written in an imagine is written in an imagery description that contains both symbolism and explicit language, which presents challenges in understanding what is symbolic and explicit. This second beast from the earth, quote, makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, end quote, from the sea, quote, whose mortal wound was healed, Revelation thirteen twelve. The second beast tells those on earth to make an image for the first beast that was wounded but lived. The second beast was allowed to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could even speak and might cause those who would not worship the first beast to be slain. Revelation 13.16 says, quote, It causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. Here is the scripture of question. Throughout the generations, there have been attempts to decipher this mark. The more we hear of those stories, the more they seem to make sense, but also the more numb we get to them. Although I have heard a few that have seemed very convincing, they have come to nothing. Perhaps we can see what light Scripture will shed on this topic. I first want to read Deuteronomy 6, 4-9, through 9, which says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all of your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. End quote. Exodus 13 15 through 16 says, 
For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be as a mark on your hand or frontlets between your eyes. For by a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. End quote. Deuteronomy and Exodus are not about a physical mark. They are about keeping these things forever in your mind, influencing your thought life and upon your hand and its work. Loving the Lord your God with all of your heart is what you teach your children, talk about with others at home and going about, and it's what you think on when you lie down and when you rise. This is a life that is consumed and consecrated with undivided devotion to loving God with all of your heart. This is the significance of these marks. He has marked us with His love. Let us be seen by Him as marked for devotion. Notice in Genesis 4, 13-15, which says, Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Notice also in Ezekiel 9, 1-6, which says, Then he cried in my ears with a loud voice, saying, Bring near the executioners of the city, each with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with his weapon for slaughter in his hand. And with them was a man clothed in linen, with a riding case at his waist. And they went in and stood beside the bronze altar. Now the glory of the God of Israel had gone up from the cherub on which it rested to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed in linen, who had the writing case at his waist. And the Lord said to him, Pass through the city, through Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and groan over all the abominations that are committed in it. And to the others he said in my hearing, Pass through the city after him and strike. Your eyes shall not spare, and you shall show no pity. Kill old men outright, young men and maidens, little children and women. But touch no one on whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. So they begin with the elders who were before the house. In these two portions of Scripture, this mark is used to protect individuals, distinguishing them from harm. Now, 
I do not think that the, quote, mark of the beast is protective, but rather it represents the absence of a protective seal that God has placed upon specific individuals that belong to him. They are marked for destruction as a result of beastly thinking. Let us see some scripture that bears this out. Romans 8 verse 9 says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. In Ephesians 1, 13-14 says, Paul says, In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of His glory. Paul writes again in Ephesians 4.30, saying, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Finally, Paul writes in 1 Timothy 2.19, saying, But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. I believe these scriptures testify that the Holy Spirit indwelling believers is the seal of protection that is absent in those who refuse to follow Jesus. This absence is filled with thinking and deeds entangled by the pursuit of self-living rather than life found in Jesus. Marking themselves with beastly desires and the absence of community in God. I am fully aware that the Revelation 13:17 mark is required for quote buying or selling. You may ask then, how does the mark get implemented into buying or selling by this perspective? I believe the requirement of the mark in Revelation 13:17 is telling the readers if you don't play ball with the world, you cannot participate in its perks. We are quick to assume that buying or selling refers to buying or selling food. While this could be referring to that, it's also important to remember that both social media selling and classifieds trading platforms require an email, bank account, or profile to use their services. If you elect not to use their services, you can still buy, sell, or trade. You just cannot do so through their platform. I do not deny difficulty in the last days. Rather, I want to avoid the trap of reading too much into ideas and concepts that don't bear themselves out in Scripture. So in closing, you may say, what if you're wrong about all this? Well, that is okay. Remember, I'm trying to redirect thinking away from this escape mentality within the church and encourage each saved person to be a brilliant light to shine out into a dark room. 
if I am wrong and every one of these points I have countered comes to pass, I will not be shaken because I have rooted my thought life upon loving the Lord my God with all my heart, mind, and strength. We cannot be shaken by what happens around us because we are firmly planted in our trust in Jesus. Whether we remain on or leave this earth, we can rise above all the noise and find a perfect and unhindered relationship with God through Christ by His Spirit. This peace and hope that we can access can only come through salvation by Jesus. If you have yet to commit your life to Jesus, now is the time. You may feel a draw or urgency to take this next step. Do not hesitate. There is no recipe or formula. When the jailer asked Paul and Silas in Acts 16.30 what he must do to be saved, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. When you desire to be saved, just tell Jesus you believe He has done this to include you. When you put your faith in Christ, that, that His Spirit has made you alive in Christ, thank Him for welcoming you into the family of God. As you walk through the gate of salvation, begin the journey of relationship with Jesus and Father God by the Spirit. Get connected to a local church body. Spend time reading the Bible. Speak to God through prayer and encounter Him in worship. Salvation is not a destination. It's an entry point into restored fellowship and relationship. Let the Holy Spirit guide you away from life by flesh and into life by the Spirit, and enjoy God and His presence. Thank you for joining me on this journey of understanding biblical end times. Be the light of the world. Make a difference in the world around you. Enjoy God and the kingdom He has established by His Son, Jesus. Keep in step with the Spirit of God and heed His direction in all things. May God keep and prosper you in all you do. Amen. Well, thank you for going with me on this journey of uh, the book I had written, Understanding Biblical End Times. Uh, thank you for taking the time to to bear with me through each of those episodes. I hope that... Uh, you took something from it, that it was enlightening, perhaps shining light on things you had not considered or heard before. If you have considered it, I hope it uh, it either confirmed or just edified you in a way that encourages you that you're not alone in your perceptions and in your understanding. And again, um, we we may not all agree on all aspects of what we conclude through Scripture, and that's okay. What the, what the most important thing is that we allow Jesus to lead us day by day. We yield to His Holy Spirit to direct us, to teach us, to allow us 
to more fully know the Father and the Son. And so thank you for going with me on this journey and your patience. I am itching to get back into some some teaching episodes. Uh, so thank you for uh, being patient through this. And I hope making this available has um, helped people out there as you listen to it. So next episode, we will jump back in to our typical teaching type layout. And so until next time, God bless. If it means I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for